Good evening, everybody. My name is Stephen Orfis. I'm the host of the Field of Dreams Business Podcast. Very excited tonight uh, for episode number 27. We have Keisha Sanchez. She's the CEO of IAM Radio. She's the queen of Arlington. Very excited to bring her on and broadcast her businesses, how she got started as an entrepreneur, and some amazing things that, that she's getting involved in. So let's dive right in. Uh, let's bring her into the Field of Dreams Business Podcast online studio. Hi, hey. Keisha. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you for asking. So great to have you on the show tonight. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Fantastic. I know we, you're turning down football to be on here, so we appreciate it. For sure. <laughs> awesome. So let's get started. Uh, I want my crowd to, to really learn a little bit more about you and uh, kind of what you're about. Tell us one thing, Keisha, that um, is unique about you that my Field of Dreams audience and fans would not know about you. Oh my gosh, that they would not know about me. Um, I am very big on, um, I love history. I love studying religion, different ideologies, philosophies. I'm a life philosopher. So I'm, um, I spend most of my time not doing what everybody sees me doing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I spend a lot of downtime studying life and people and, um, just the human experience. I spent a lot of hours out of the day uh, studying the human experience, the history of the human experience. I love that. And how does that, how do you think that plays into kind of your relationships today, your business and everything that you're involved in? Um, I think that me just having that innate curiosity yeah. and um, concern about people's experience in life um, I, I think it's just something very innate to me. Um, I've always been like that since I was a little girl. Um, so I've always just had this longing to know myself at a deeper level and also to get to know others and help them get to know themselves at a deeper level as well. And so I am radio and kind of my work in the community really stems from that is from a, a standpoint of inclusivity and just kind of a, a, a consciousness, a self-awareness that um, I believe everyone needs to um, basically know before we go. <laughs> know before you go. I love that. Know before um, we go. Yes. I'm right there. I love that. Um, so let's talk about I Am Radio. What is it? How'd you get involved? And where are you looking to take this boat? So I Am Radio was actually birthed out of another show. So shout out to my guys, The P-View. So Xavier and James Lavelle, we um, started a, a show um, three years ago called The P-View. And from there, um, I kind of went on by myself, um, went through a transition and started my own radio show. Um, first on Righteous Life Media. And then I went back to my um, to my home, Fish. Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, and so I Am Radio it was created to basically help business owners, other community leaders, um, just anyone that's making an impact in the community tell the story behind their brand. And the reason that's why it's so important is because people buy from who they know and who they trust. Yeah. And so many of us, especially after the pandemic, we've seen a huge influx of 
these new businesses coming about because we had to be creative with creating revenue, right? People were losing their jobs. We've seen high unemployment. So we had a, a we got to take some time to slow down and really had to look within and see what do I have a gift? Do I have something that I could use <laughs> to make some money? And so I think we all, you know, experience that one way or another. And so I did start um, interviewing, you know, business owners and other people to help tell their stories. You know, everyone has something so unique to bring to the table. And a lot of our businesses that we see in America, you know, they start with that dream, with that idea. And it's just important for us to share those things with each other, to inspire, to motivate and help learn from each other. And, um, from I Am Radio birthed the Arlington Merchant Mix, which is also we're about to celebrate our three-year anniversary. And so the Arlington Merchant Mix was created because I'm interviewing all these people all over um, the DFW and actually across the nation. I was interviewing people out of state as well. Um, but I wanted to create a centralized space for us to come together, for us to network, for yeah. me to help you know, get them in front of new um, customers. And from that, it kind of took on the a life of its own. You know, we um, started off in Fouché's in South Arlington. And then this past year, we um, started hosting at Cherry Moon Grill and Bar in Arlington, Texas. And so we've had so many people come through and created a platform where people can come out and speak we can engage and promote that social, you know, activity and um, just in commune with each other. It's so needed and um, it helps business owners get their feet wet, you know, for those that don't have the brick and mortar or who are uncomfortable with pitching or building those relationships. I mean, the Arlington Merchant Mix and I Am Radio has been the first for many, whether that be a radio show or a pop-up shop. And so I've been so delighted to be, you know, just that person that connects the dots in their experience. For sure. And we uh, we met at the I Have a Dream conference and uh, super impressed with you, the way you handled yourself and just kind of put the event together. And in your bio, you said urban specialist, collaborative community change maker. And Yes. That really stood out to me, the way you kind of handle yourself and the community that you bring around you. And you told me backstage um, you wanted to get to people that aren't reached in the community and help them achieve you know, their field of dreams and business. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that and why are you so passionate about that? Um, I'm so passionate about it because I understand the importance of having someone to advocate for you. Yeah. Uh, we have so many people, you know, there's people at the top, there's people at the bottom. And, you know, the real meat of the work is for everyone getting up every day to grind. And yeah. a lot of our community, you know, we started the businesses during the pandemic without true knowledge and education about how the business works. We were kind of all, you see oversaturation, I would call it in so many different markets um, post the pandemic. And so we really didn't have the, those conversations and those tools to say, hey, this is how you start the business. This is how you set yourself apart. This is how you get funding. This is how you budget and profit, you know, the laws and regulations at a local, state, and federal level for all of these businesses. And so 
what what I started seeing as I was interviewing people and as we were at the Arlington Merchant Mix was just that need for education, awareness. And, you know, my three principles are informing, exposure, and advocacy. Those three things, we need to be informed. Our people need to be informed because we have um, either watered down information or our, our community is underserved, right? Yeah. And then we need exposure. People need exposure to different rooms and different systems and um, just different ways of going about doing things. I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat and yeah. we don't have to have the crab in the bucket mentality. We are better together. And that is something that I push. And then the advocacy part, people need to know that their ideas and that their dreams matter and that they can achieve what they put their mind to. And so I have just been um, just overwhelmingly blessed again to be part of that experience, have these side conversations. I think I became more and more passionate after I started seeing the response. Yeah. So, you know, at one point, this was just an idea to me, right? I didn't know three years in the game of me just sitting down one day at a taco shop. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to create this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, took a step of faith and I just put everything together that I knew. There's a lot of things that I didn't know and that I'm still learning, but I had faith in what I knew and yeah. I had faith in who I am. And I had faith in the team of people that are around me that supported me. And yeah. it just happened. And once I said yes to that, then God just aligned things. I just started walking in my I was like, okay, this is my purpose. It works. I'm hearing the testimonies of people that are coming to the events. I'm hearing the testimonies of people that are coming on the show. And yeah. I knew right then and there that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And God has blessed me humbly out of it. And I'm not talking about monetary. I mean, yeah. has grown me, has humbled me, and has really put me in a position to really help others, you know, with whatever their business needs are. Oh, that's powerful. And uh, yeah, God helps those who help themselves. And, For sure. you know, really um, I heard from Tommy Mello, A1 Garage Door. He's one of the top home improvement kings in the world. But he said, <laughs> he said at a conference, get your employees field of dreams to fit into your into the business field of dreams. And that's when everybody wins. And that's when I think God really blesses that and allows everybody to come alongside each other to go for a greater goal. So yes. I love I love that your your why found you and your purpose found you. And you know, I think it's a package of your past, you know, of all the things that you were building up. And that's the entrepreneurship in you that, you know, everything just clicked and, and meshed at the right time. And you were open and available, you know, and that's that's another big piece. Yeah. And and I think that's the number one thing. Um that has set me apart and i don't even want to say set me apart like it's something like i actively did like oh i'm gonna do this to set myself apart i think what sets me apart just naturally is that is my availability it is my approachability um these are just natural things that are things that come natural to me you know these are yeah. not things that i had to you know work on i'm uh 
friendly person. I have a bubbly personality. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just like that, you know? And so I, I think some things come natural, but there was, you know, things that I've had to persevere through, you know, part of it being, um, what is it called? Like imposter syndrome, you yep. know, I, I, I definitely have struggled with that. I think I've kind of pushed the needle on that anymore. I think I own it now. Um, yep. But throughout the years, especially these past two years, just the things I've experienced, you know, as a mother um, raising teenagers, I have three daughters, um, just going through that experience and having to continue to show up for myself and also being in the public eye while going through all this stuff was so hard. I mean, it was the hardest thing and I didn't feel worthy to be on the front line in so many things because I was dealing with so much behind the scenes and, you know, I just can't even express those prayers, those tears, those wanting to give up. You know, like that stuff is real and people don't, um, people don't see that side, you know, yeah. people just see what they see on Facebook and think that I have it all together, but no, it's been a fight. It's been a struggle. Um, and I think why I continue to be blessed is because I'm vulnerable. I, I've yeah. been vulnerable. Um, I do own up to my mistakes, but number three, like I continue to show up. That's right. Like, that's what I do. I just continue to show up. And, you know, God's taking care of the rest for sure. Amen. It's, and it's I, definitely I, not me. I, I can <laughs> tell you guys that most humbly that it, it's not me. It's definitely the good Lord that has made this happen and is, has continued mm -hmm. to allow me to show up. So I give all praise to the most high for that. Amen. All glory to God. And uh, he did the same thing for me during one of my rough patches. So um, I'm going to call it the four C's for you, though, that really stick out to me about you and successful entrepreneurs is commitment, courage, capability, and confidence. And yes. those four C's really allow you to overcome all the obstacles that come your way. And like you said, with, with the higher power um, and you're open and available and willing you know, um, everything kind of syncs together to, to allow you to get to the next level. So very excited to see you grow and expand and um, everything that's that's glowing and growing around you. So keep it up for sure. And and I know there was there was another rough patch there for you when you lost your mom. So, yes. you know, is, is there anything that, you know, kind of you heard or you saw or, you know, your how your entrepreneurship mission came into that? And I'm sure your why really you know, connected those, those two powerful moments there. Yeah, I'm definitely, so one thing, and I think I shared this at the, um, um, I'm sorry, the Martin Luther King, I have a dream, I have a dream entrepreneur spotlight. Sorry, my mind went blank right there, but yeah, at the, I have a dream entrepreneurial, um, spotlight in early January. Um, the week before my mom passed, uh, we had an Arlington Merchant Mix, an International Men's Day Merchant Mix, uh, me and Mr. Yu. And that was the first Merchant Mix in three years. The wow. first one where I did not feel any, um, I wasn't going through anything major. I wasn't being tested about this event. 
Um, it was so natural. It was so flowing. I had picked up my new car like right before pull up. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> really been going through it in life. And, you know, every, it seemed like every merchant mix for three years, I would go through something so crazy. Like, it's like if God telling me like, how bad do you want this? And I'm like, well, do I want this? <laughs> like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. And so this was the first merchant mix where I didn't feel any of that. It was so like flowing. I felt good. And then the merchant mix, the event, it was so powerful. I mean, it, the people that were there, the men that were celebrated, you know, the, the live media coverage, like wow. the beautiful venue, it was so nice. And, um, I remember going to work. I was so high off that event yeah. for days. And um, I went to work and I go sneak down the street a little bit. There's this little section by the railroad. And um, I always go over there by myself because I look down at the trees and stuff. I spend a lot of time meditating in nature. And so I told God, I just felt so on fire. I was like, Lord, I don't know where I'm going to go from now. I don't even know what this looks like, but something just happened. Something just clicked. And I just knew that again, I was on the right path and I didn't know which way to go with this. Right. Mm -hmm. I had so many ideas and so much passion. I was like, Lord, just please direct my path. And I think that night I uh, called my father who lives in Michigan. And my father is the owner of the Black History Mobile Museum 101, or Black History 101 Mobile Museum. And so I called him and we've been in conversation for years, you know, about me helping out with the museum. And I didn't really ever feel worthy of helping out with that museum because I really didn't know too much, unfortunately, about he has over 10,000 artifacts. I could not speak to probably a lot of those. Um, and it wasn't my museum. Like I, I was like, I had to learn on my own, like what this looks like. I have to build something on my own. And actually that night I called him and I had a very candid conversation with my dad. And I was like, I get it now. And I think I've hit the point yeah. where I am comfortable with assisting with the museum. And I just thanked him so much for being such a model um, as a man in my life. And this, we, we had a very candid conversation. I, I don't know where it came from that day, but like I said, it was just something yeah. in me. And um, the next day was uh, Thanksgiving. And so when I went to go get my mom, I mean, we had talked on the phone, um, and she knew I was coming to get her. And when I got there, she, she was deceased. Oh. Um, th that was very traumatic. Um, that whole ordeal. Um, I had a lot of anger issues, um, still kind of can feel that. Um, but I just had to take a step back. And, and the beauty of this is that this happened right at the time where I take a natural break from business. I take a break from November to about January. I might do one thing, but then we kick off the merchant mix again in March and go another year 
bottom full yeah. of events. And so it was like bittersweet. It was like, my mom was only 50. Like, how, how is this going on? And then, but at the same time, I had some type of balance because I didn't have any business to uphold. Um, so I really was able to take some time and deal with myself, be with my family. And um, I was so supported. I was so supported that all those relationships that I built, I, like, you, like you guys don't even understand. I push, I'm a pioneer for networking, but I always tell people it's more than getting something out of it. Like, yeah. what can you give to others? And everything I ever gave out here with I Am Radio or the Arlington Merchant Mix, it all came back to me when I lost my mom. I mean, everyone, people were coming over every day. People were coming from all over, dropping off gifts. People were calling and checking on me. I mean, people that I had just met at the Merchant Mix came to my house, oh. you know? And it was like, I couldn't be sad. Like I could be, I mean, I could be if I allowed myself to stay in that. But God had cultivated this grace that I had so many blessings that I could focus on that it kind of carried me through that time. And um, so, yeah, I, I could cry, I can grieve, I can do that, but I could, stuff just started opening up for me. I mean, right after that, I mean, I was getting booked left and right for all types of stuff. Um, I posted and I haven't, dropped the Arlington Merchant Mix flyer. But I was like, I have to start doing something. I have to get ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just soft dropped a flyer for vendors. That thing got sold out in less than 24 hours. Holy and God. I'm like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> and in between then, I'm meeting all these people and I'm just supporting by the grace of God that I'm like, I can't just loathe, you know, and then my grandbaby, I have a grandbaby on the way, a granddaughter, and uh, I just, <laughs> I'm just ready. I, I'm just ready. My, my mom and my grandmothers have taught me to be the best dynamic of a woman. <laughs> You know, they really have, you know, and I'm not from here. I'm from Michigan, you know, backwoods, hillbilly type stuff. Like, people uh, don't know that side of me. <laughs> are, you, are you happy about your Detroit Lions <laughs> and going to the NFC Championship? Hey, yes, yes. So, you know, I have had to learn to embrace all of who I am. And that is just where I'm at. I have struggled for many years of my life. Number one probably with being biracial, also coming up in two different environments and having to please this or deny that. I struggled with that for so many years. And I think now in my mom's passing, I have been able to like really just say, forget that. 
I have to own who I am because mm. life is so fragile. Life is so fragile. And we have to, like I said, we have to learn and accept who we are and love ourselves for that and give it to others because we yeah. need to experience that. Um, that's one thing I think I've only, one thing I can say I've ever been afraid of is just going and not really knowing who I am for sure, <laughs> you know? And so my mom's passing has just ignited that even more in me. I'm even more compassionate. I'm even more going to show up, but I think without being too busy, I'm mm. more going to be aligned and intentional and tactful with, <laughs> with my next steps. But, um, and that's just to conserve, you know, you have to conserve mm. energy and you can't give all of yourself away, you know, um, but that fire, it, it, it's even more on fire. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I, I love what you said to me backstage last time was, uh, you know, you're not going to do the busy work anymore. So anything, no. anything that you commit to, you know, I could tell you're really fine in yourself and your presence is, is felt. So that's somebody coming into their own. And, and I've just recently went through that as well. And it's a powerful feeling, you know, because it you is. can, wake up with a smile on your face and be comfortable, you know, kind of who you are. So just yes. grateful for you sharing that story about your mom. I know how hard that is. And uh, just, I, I feel the power through the screen here and I'm sure the, the audience here is going to uh, feed off of that. So thank you. You're welcome. What, um, as far as your journey, um, you, you know, what, you talked about some stumbling blocks. What was a key success point for you? You know, kind of one of your, your, your jump off moments of, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in and, and I can actually see the vision now of, of being an entrepreneur and, you know, taking my, my business and the people around me to the next level. You know, what was that push in your journey that, you know, opened up your eyes to, to success? Yeah, I'm definitely going to say it's, it was the response. I mean, there's been so many, yeah. I, I can tell you that <laughs> as an entrepreneur, like, um, and this is just experience talking to people and working with the market of people that I work with, um, really knowing your why, really knowing your why. And that way, when you want to give up, you have something to hold on to. You have to be committed. And I think that every time where I thought I wasn't worthy or that this wasn't worth it, whether that was because I didn't think something was going right, or like I said, dealing with imposter syndrome. Every time I decided to say yes and show up to the radio station and show up to the merchant mix mm -hmm. or show up to the networking event or going to volunteer, every time God sent me an affirmation that said, you're in the right, you're on the right track. And if we're conscious and if we're aware and if we're have that interest and that concern if it's really in you you will see the signs along the way and mm -hmm. so i think every time i've said yes and showed up i think that's been a win um one thing that did really change my mind and my perspective about my business is recently going to um the bishop omar uh school of entrepreneurship um attending that and really breaking down uh the business plan and 
you know, going through my pricing list and going through my whys and identifying my competition, just writing out that whole business plan really shed some light on a lot of stuff. And so um, I would encourage everyone, <laughs> every entrepreneur to go get some education, go study um, whatever your industry is. But number one, you need to have a business plan and you need to know why you're charging what you're charging. You need to look at your competition and see how you can set yourself apart. You need to learn about marketing and advertising as two different things. Um, you need to be knowledgeable about what you're doing. And um, I think that really just, and it didn't just change what I do in the community or with my business, but it really changed how I look at my job. So I work a nine to five. I don't do this full time, yeah. but I, I'm also, I manage a bankruptcy team. And so it really made me look at my job differently because I'm like, okay, this ain't just my job. It, it like, this is someone's business. And so it yeah. helped me look at that in a different perspective as well and really take ownership and accountability of their processes and production every day. I already did, but it allowed me to have a little bit more sense of integrity because I'm yeah. like, hey, if this was my business, I wouldn't want A, B, or C to be going down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think just again, putting ourselves in certain rooms to grow and develop, I mean, that will definitely change the trajectory of where you're going in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, one relationship could change your future. So um, sure. I, I love what you said about, you know, when you, you get that that gut feeling of, of you don't want to go, just go because something magical will happen if you yes. trust the process. So I'm a big advocate of that. Awesome. And uh, I would say, Another three keys are being alert, curious, and responsive. And that's what successful entrepreneurs have. And I know you have those traits, and that's what's taken you to the next level. So I had to mention that. Um, yes, and who you mentioned some mentors along the way, but is there any other, you know, you, you mentioned your dad, your mom, your aunts. Is there anybody in business that, that you looked up to and, and kind of leaned on to, to become an entrepreneur? Uh, yes, I definitely have to give a shout out to Sammy. Um, Sammy is the owner of uh, Fishbowl Studios, Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, again, I came in as uh, you know, as a host. Um, she, I have taken classes with Sammy. I've always just wanted to learn, like from the from someone that has been doing this a long time. Mind you, I think I was on the radio show for about a year before I even sat down and had classes with her. And so when she spent that time with me to teach me about what a show is and how to <laughs> um, turn it into a business, and you know, just break all that down. Um, and to see someone that has been in the game, I don't know, over 20 years, probably closer to 30 years, um, a woman that has opened up her own network, her own studios, and um, I believe one of the first online radio stations, and to see that she is still here, still doing it, even post-COVID, I mean, she and has even grown. I mean, we were... Uh, first downtown Arlington at the Ranger Stadium. And then she moved out to Bedford. And just hearing her testimony on that whole move is yeah. a whole other story. But 
when you do right, God will, you know, yes. pave the way for you. And Sammy, I'm just so inspired by her, just being a woman in that industry mm. and just seeing that she's still going and, you know, a lot of people respect her and she's very personable, you know, um, she's taught me a lot. She's taught me a lot through talking to me, but she's taught me a, a lot more by me watching her and just how she is with her business and with her people. Mm, that's excellent. Yeah. I'm a, obviously I'm a business coach and I believe in hiring a coach to be accountable for and, you know, mentors, just like you talked about. What would you say to, I'm going to give four key points here. I listened to coach Michael Burt here on Saturday. He's one of the top business coaches in the world, but for those people that are stuck in the mud, they're not scaling their business. They're kind of lost to find their why. Number one is what do you love doing? That's passion. Number right. two is what could you be best at the world at? Number three, what is the need in the world that you are uniquely qualified for? Mm-hmm. Number four is what is your conscience telling you? So those are some key questions that, that could help find entrepreneurs, help find their why. What are What are some key things to you that, you would say to maybe somebody just starting out in their business that are looking to to create their own brand and their own legacy, you know, what are some key points or, or um, points of advice that you would give them? Yeah. Number one is what are you naturally good at? Like what is something that is just natural to you? And let me say this, like I never intended to get where I'm at. <laughs> Like, I didn't have a why at first, right? Like, I kind of fell into this. But once I started it, I was like, I naturally have a gift of gab. People are naturally drawn to drawn to me. People naturally um, take what I say into consideration. They actually listen to me. That's why I'm very careful about what I say. Because yeah, I don't yeah. know it But people do. People are naturally just drawn to me. And it's always been like that. I just had to turn that and be like, oh, crap, I have a business, right? So, you know, I'm learning how, you know, how to structure that. And again, how to maneuver that to where it does solve a problem. And so once I was in that space, I was able to look and see, okay, what is a problem that I see in the business community and what can I provide that'll bring us all together. Right. And so that's something that I was able to do. Number two is listen to what other people say Mm -hmm. about you. That will tell you a lot about a problem that you solve or what you should be doing. (laughs) People forget that. Right. So number one, how do you consciously feel like what do you consciously feel that you are good at? Number two is get some feedback. Ask other people, get you a mentor, talk to people that know you and see what you're good at. Um, A lot of people let me think of something that a lot of people started doing so like skincare products or a lot of people started making candles um it's okay to do a product but what's gonna set you apart i mean one story that i that i uh i interviewed and god rest her soul is uh leslie leslie dunman she was a candle vendor. Now, I had interviewed plenty of candle vendors, have had plenty of candle vendors at the Merchant Mix, but her specifically reading her website, um, 
her company was called both bold faith candles and her sharing her story about her um about her struggle or journey with breast cancer and that um she would pray over each and every candle before she shipped it out. I mean, that right there, like people buy the personality, right? You can have three people in the room that sells candles, but somebody is going to be drawn to one of those three because of what? Brand, personality, and also approachability, right? And so it is just important that, again, you just know why you're doing it. Number two, incorporate your why into your business plan. Understand like what is going to set you apart compared to the five other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And number three, again, get feedback from others to just kind of calibrate and see mm. what it is that you're good at. Maybe some things that you need to work on before you go straight into entrepreneurship. Um, but again, it, it's just all about learning and growing and it takes time. Yes, um, everyone's journey is not on the same path and it looks different, you know? And so don't be so hard on yourself if something isn't working, but if it's not working again, you need to look at maybe what you're not doing like look at that if you know that you're doing something that you're passionate about that you feel that you're called to be doing look at something that you're not doing you know and it could be so simple i have had to do that i remember uh, i don't know if it was last year and it's funny uh mr anthony gray actually uh he actually posted this on facebook one day and i was going through a transition i was like okay i don't think the merchant mix is doing what i needed to do yeah, yeah, yeah. he wrote out a list of things like don't give up until you try these six things and i realized i didn't do like i hadn't tried like two of those things and then once i started implementing those two things and i started you know gaining traction again i was like if i would have gave up <laughs> been where i'm at today and just a little bit of forward movement can give someone enough confidence to keep going right yes. and so you know you just have to be patient with yourself um and just be willing to learn yeah always be a always be a student always <laughs> for sure for sure and i love what you said earlier about you know the swot analysis so strengths weaknesses opportunities threats me being a business coach i'm big on yes. mission mission statement vision yes. Come up with a, a one, three, five field of dreams GPS, you know, pick a revenue goal or something important to you on the top, pick yep. three buckets that you want to improve your business. And then five priorities under that, that you're going to hold yourself accountable to, you know, throughout the whole year. And it, it's not everything that falls on you. It should be you and your team and people yep. around you. And you should put a date and a hard date on everything. So it makes you move and doesn't have to be a hundred miles an hour, like you said, but just as long as you're moving across the path, to get to that goal and that trophy, that's going to move the needle for your business. Yeah, write it out. Do a business. There are so many people that I've worked with that does yep. not have a business plan. And let me tell you, just to be truthful, I did not have a business plan until this year. But I was just new. And I mean, everything I was doing was working. But the mm. stuff that I came up with and that I yep. had to when we write stuff out and when we're so focused and intentional with what we're trying to do, that's yeah. where manifestation happens. Mm. And so you need to write it out. You need to take ownership of 
your vision. And um, one thing that I also spoke with some young entrepreneurs um, for three in one Trinity services. (laughs) Shout out to Darice, because I've been managing operations. So I haven't had, I've only had my business for three years, but I've been managing operations for since I was 19, I'm 33. So however long that is, I've been managing (laughs) operations for a very long time. Okay. Um, One thing I told them to do is that you need to do a monthly business review. You need to have a format, a template where you're writing out your metrics, your KPIs of how you measure success and progress and productivity within your business. And you need to look at that every month and see what's working, what's not working. You need to be intentional with what your initiatives are for the month, for the quarter. And again, that will hold yourself accountable. And it'll also save yourself time on things that are just not working. And then also it'll light shed some light on maybe where you need a team. You might need someone else to handle a certain process or put a certain control um, in place to make sure that things are running efficiently. So there's a lot of things that we can just do better collectively. And yeah. that part of that is people not being informed. A lot of people just don't know. Um, so that is where I take pride in is putting this information in the forefront so people know what to do and they they and that they don't give up just for yeah. not knowing, right? And they can they can learn from our experiences, you know, that's why for I'm sure. so grateful with sharing this tonight because you know your experiences my experiences and just being able to share that and i would say the habit of one percent performer is really important number one is remarkable boldness number two is intrinsic motivation number three is high levels of resilience and grit and that's what something you displayed tonight keisha number four uh is connection and family and that's what you Mm. talked about here on the podcast number five is ability to lock in and see it through and a lot of entrepreneurs give up in the beginning or, or right as they're on that cusp to getting to the next level. And they think it should be a certain amount of time, like you said, where everybody's journey is different and just hang in, see it through. And it just takes one relationship. It takes one click for your business to take off and, and go after your field of dream. So would you agree to that? No, definitely. I mean, you have to, you know, there's there's a certain type of person that make certain things happen. And I, and one thing, and this is not to put any, anyone down, but what I am going to say is that not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Actually, I don't even like calling myself an entrepreneur because you know what? (laughs) I like to go to work every day. A lot of people don't like working their nine to five. Like it, it gives me structure. I learn a lot of stuff about business from what someone that knows how to do business. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. in business. I'm working for them, so I learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but not everyone. Th- there's this big wave of entrepreneurship after the pandemic. Do I think we need to know how to do for self? Yes, but you could do that with working a nine to five as well. You just yeah. be the best dang employee. Go, you know, get additional development classes, take take um, advantage of all the EAP programs. It's not yeah. just for counseling. I mean, it's for personal, professional development. Go to college if they help pay for your tuition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everyone 
it's meant to be an entrepreneur. And yes. I think a lot of people set themselves up for a failure because they're trying to do what everyone else is doing. We need to stop that culture and um, really just not have unrealistic expectations, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why I, love- I never say, oh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I never say yeah. that. No, but I appreciate what you shared because I, I do the same thing. I do construction during the day. I do my business coaching at night and weekends and and you know it's it's setting up that opportunity for yourself to succeed you know and not yeah. you know all in is great you know but you got to there needs to be some reason behind it there needs for to sure. have to fit into your life so i love that you know you can transport the the employee versus entrepreneur and again you could still be working for somebody else but you could still be an entrepreneur you know and yeah. learning about business and taking self development classes that both me and you do and you know, I do just, it all the time. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Keisha, this has been amazing. Uh, we're at the 45-minute mark, so um, just absolutely so grateful for tonight. You brought so many key value bombs. Is there any last words or any quotes that you live by, die by, um, whether it's it's spiritual, whether it's business, whether it's personal, that you could share with with uh, the audience here? Um. Yes, I'm. I, I'm going to say my. <laughs> my quotes, I have two quotes that I just love. So I, I follow and I listen to Sadhguru. Um, and uh, there's two quotes that I always, when I'm really going through something um, or when I'm sharing with or sharing advice when someone else is going through something, um, I like the quote that stories bring solace, not solutions. Mm. Um, reason being is that I'm very I'm a very avid scripture reader, like not just the Bible, like Quran, the Magna Vita, like any scripture. And one thing I've learned is to have self-accountability, right? Like it's not just about reading. It's really about finding a path that develops you and brings you closer to who you are innately, you know, with the most high. And, you know, People get so caught up in the scripture and to the parables and the allegory that they're really not fixing their lives. So we need solutions, right? So I I always just shared that, that sometimes we have to look at what's in front of us and really be honest about what we need to stop or what we need to start doing to make our realities better. And then the second one is... um, don't be so serious about life. It's just a play. Ooh, and um, I, like that. I like it because we're so hard on ourselves and we're so serious all the time that we don't just understand that we just need to be sometimes. We need to look at what's in front of us and be thankful, show gratitude, and um, just be present and just know that we are everything that we're supposed to be. We don't have to yearn and long um we just need to be present and just know that we're whole on our own amen oh i'm fired up that's the that's the end of the night right there ladies and gents so uh keisha just dropped some key value bombs there keisha how can people find you what's the best way to reach out to you if people are interested in your services yes so you can reach me at um uh i am radio you can email me that's the best (laughs) best (laughs) but um so my email address is e y e a m radio at gmail.com also go follow me or message me on instagram that's e y uh e y e a m radio also on facebook 
Um, you can reach out to me personally. My phone number is 817-800-7293. Um, yeah. And like I said, I'm an open book. I am always um, expressing a willingness to help and um, just looking to con continue to serve in any capacity that I can. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Keisha, for tonight. You really just brought your heart. You brought your, your vision, your mission. Uh, so grateful. And I'm so, uh, let's give a shout out to Mr. You for introducing yes, me. Mr. You. Uh, he's the best. And uh, Mr. You's closet, if he's a fashionista here in Arlington, yes. and he's all he's all over the place. So we're so he grateful. He's amazing. And uh, that event changed my life. So just the, the yes. Martin Luther King, I have a dream. Uh, so just being in the room with you guys, it really elevated. I got a high off that event for at Thank least you. I did this from everyone and meeting you. I mean, it was just really impactful. So I do appreciate, um, just like I said, those genuine connections. And I appreciate you being open to, again, cultivate the relationship and um, just, again, giving back. So I appreciate you. It's been an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you, Keisha. I appreciate it. So yeah, have it, make it a great 2024. And uh, guys, make sure you reach out to Keisha. Uh, Keisha, I'll make sure I share your contact info underneath the post. If awesome. you guys could share... Share our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, it'll be posted on Apple Apple uh, Podcasts tomorrow morning, first thing. So, Keisha, great job. You did, you did wonderful. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you. All right, guys. So that concludes episode number 27. That was Keisha Sanchez with IM Radio. She's a shaker and mover here in, in Arlington and Dallas, Texas. Uh, so I hope you got some value out of, out of her knowledge and, and key value bombs. Everybody have a great rest of the night, and uh, we'll see you for episode number 28 next week. God bless.